Go get him, Jesse. Check. Cool. You guys are awesome. I love seeing y'all worship like that. I know y'all have lots of other things y'all could be doing. Watching football games, studying, catching up on rest. We all are here. So, thanks for being here. Uh, like Bryce said, my name is Jesse. Uh, I guess my title is high school resident, which basically means I just get to hang out with you crazy guys, and that's awesome. For those of you that I annoy, sorry, but also not sorry, because I really love it. And honestly, I wish, like, when I was y'all's age, I wasn't in youth group. And I'll, I'll, t I'll share a little bit more about my story, um, but I wish, it was, I wish I had that opportunity to be able to talk about life, the ups and downs, difficulties, Jesus, everything. Especially with y'all's awesome leaders. Y'all have really great leaders here. So please, hey, acknowledge them, thank them, just like we thank y'all and appreciate y'all. But, yeah. All right, Jenna prayed for me. Shout out, Jenna. Thank you. And so I'll start off and be a little more chill. So if y'all have missed a couple of Sundays here at Garage, we've each and every um, one of us on, you know, the leadership team has been talking about six successful decisions to make for a successful life. A little dry right here. In hopes that each and every one of you would walk out of here with a small or a grand change in mindset. Like, you know, you're hearing these decisions, you want to make change in your life. And so hoping that you're set up for this successful future, which God wants you to be in, we're sharing these successful decisions. And so I'm going to go over a little bit of those just in case you missed the Sunday. So the first one, Jeremy reminded us the question of what are we going to do with the fact that there's a God, right? The answer is pretty obvious, although it might not always be super easy, but it's to choose him. Um, to know him and to find our identity in him because setting our mind in G on Jesus can radically change our life and set us up to reach our true potential, right? Success starts and ends with Jesus. That was the first one. Step two, I will stop the buck. Remember the buck stops here. Um, if I can, if y'all don't mind, I share a little story about that one. So when Amanda was talking about the buck, I was like, okay, I've actually never heard about that one. And I'm from Texas, so I hear a lot of those little things. But that one just slipped my mind, and I was like, okay, that's a little strange, but it's really neat. I was like, okay. And then the craziest thing kind of happened because after Amanda sh like shared that message, I kept seeing that saying everywhere. And it was kind of the craziest thing. Once in a book, once in a podcast. And once, I think I was, I wasn't like Black Friday shopping, but I was just shopping at REI. And I saw a shirt and I was like, oh, this is some cool colors. And then I picked it up and it said the buck stops here. And I threw the shirt down and I said, man. And really I don't like, I'm not the type that over-spiritualizes everything. It's not bad. Um, but I just don't tend to do that. And then I was like, wait a minute, this could be a God thing. And I guess a couple of weeks ago, I was just really comfortable in seminary and here, coming up, reading the word every day. And so I was getting a little bit, yeah, just comfortable. And I think that I wasn't doing good in my quiet times, my times with the Lord. And so really, God was giving me that message of, hey, dude, got to stop the buck. Pick it up, you know, get, get back in your word, get back in your groove. And so that was really cool. So yeah, stop making excuses, right? Take responsibility for our lives, the good, the bad, the ugly, and carry it to Jesus. Uh, step three is I will have confidence. And confidence comes from preparing my mind, my body, and my soul. Jeremy shared that one with us. 
Four is I will have a forgiving spirit. That was a little bit of, tough, of a tough one, a tough week, but it's very true, right? Hey, God forgave us, so we are to forgive others. That one really impacted me. And then last week, we went over seek wisdom. And Jeremy asked a really important question of what would it look like for us to step out in faith and boldness and not choose the right thing or the smart thing to do, but the wise thing. And where does that wisdom come from? It comes from God. It comes from others that know God. So seek that. And then, yeah, today I will be talking about taking action and persisting. You guys see the seven doors up there? Yeah, there are seven, right? And then we just kind of made up that this little yellow one is Jesus, which, I, which is true. But these were actually supposed to be two. So I get the pleasure of talking about taking action and persisting. Uh, but with, before we go into that, you might be thinking like, okay, what is the point of all these steps? Why do I need them? Why do I need to put them into my life? Why can't God just take care of it? Why do I need to put the effort in, right? Um, I'm here to share the answer with you. It's because doing these things, these steps that we've gone over these past couple of weeks, seeking wisdom, forgiving others, taking responsibility, and confidently choosing Jesus, these steps will not only like help us in our relationships with ourselves, and others, our family and friends, but ultimately, they will help us with our relationship with God and who God wants us to be. I'm a notes kind of guy. Um, yeah, so that's our point of sharing the, these with you is that the hope is they will help you in some kind of walk in your life when you're facing tough decisions, when you don't know what to do with things going on, struggles or sin or the sin of others. Um, they will help you be the young man and the young woman that God created you to be and wants you to be, right? Successful relationship with him. Joy, happiness, peace, love from God, despite difficulties or all the crazy things that we face, right? Our anxieties, our fears, our struggles, everything we've been through in life. And we just kind of, the overall message is wanting to remind you that God loves you and cares for you and wants you to be a more disciplined, spiritual, resilient human being. Resilient, tough, right? Mental fortitude in your mind, your body, in your soul. So yeah, taking action. What does that mean? It's actually pretty simple. It's making the decision to implement change in your life by actually doing the work, right? Making the conscious choice. Choosing that although we go through these kind of things that may not be good, may not be bad, we have the ability to make the choice and to utilize change in our everyday life, right? Being courageous, being bold and faithful. Walking with a spring in your step and a smile on your face and choosing to do something, right? The opposite of doing something is doing nothing. And so not giving into that doubt or insecurities or fear, but rather stepping out in faith to do not what you, sorry, stepping out of faith to do what you need to do to have a more fulfilling life and a better relationship with God, right? Um, I have this quote that someone randomly shared with me the other day. Uh, I think he used to be on staff here at Crossroads. He said, oh yeah, man, that kind of reminds me of this really good quote that has stuck with me. And so I'll share that with y'all. It's up on the screen. He goes, Change will not happen until the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the fear of change itself. 
Read that again. Look at the screen. Change will not happen until the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the fear of change itself. And I believe this. Uh, if you're really suffering or struggling and going through it, talk to someone about it. Talk to God, right? Surrender your heart to him and I promise you, your life will change. Might not be crazy big, might be one step at a time. That's how my, my life has changed. Sweet. So that's taking action. Um, the second part, persisting. Again, this simply means having the will and ability from God to continue in your course of taking action. To continue without exception and to continue without complaining and acknowledging or focusing on all the difficulties and all the hard things in your life, right? It basically means not quitting, not giving up when you are exhausted. Do not quit. Do not give up. That's what persisting means. And you can put this into lots of aspects in your life, right? Yourself, your mental health, your relationship with others. Most importantly, your relationship with God, right? And I want to preface that. This does not mean it's going to be perfect or easy or without failure. Because those will happen, right? We know that. That's just the reality of the world we live in. Um, we've talked about suffering here before also. But like I said, persisting simply means to continue on. Turning back to God each and every time. Trusting that he'll pick you back up. And help you continue moving forward and fighting the good fight. Like I said... I understand that it's not super easy, right? Trust me, I've experienced it very well in my own life. Um, I've never really shared this much with just, I guess, only a couple of people. But yeah, I've faced my fair share of troubles and things in life. Uh, and I don't really, like, share them just because I'm kind of older and so I don't really let the crazy things that have happened to me victimize me and keep me in that negative mindset, right? But I do share them when I'm talking about God, right? You guys know what testimonies are. You guys have done uh, testimony nights. And so really a testimony is sharing what God has done for you and for your life despite all the difficulties that you have faced. And so I'll share a little bit about my life, um, my childhood. It was not, not super easy. Um... I grew up in a pretty harsh environment that was plagued with a lot of kinds of abuse. Uh, my mom faced some substance abuse because she was dealing with, you know, some mental health issues. And my dad dealt with anger issues and different kind of abuse, abuses towards me, uh, you know, physical, verbal, and all that kind of stuff. So I grew up with all that kind of trouble, neglect, and hurt, generations of trauma. It's a big word. Um, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because I'm in school for counseling, remember? So I help counsel myself. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> um, that would be God and, like, the others around me that love him. And so that's my goal in life is to help people that have faced the same issues like me and overcome them. That was my initial goal, right? And now my goal is to help people that have faced those same difficulties like me not only heal and overcome them, but know Jesus and the love and healing that he has for us. And so I made that conscious decision to leave, like, my home environment 
changed my life, and I went to college despite my dad's wishes, um, despite all the fears, all the anxiety I had, thinking I wouldn't succeed, thinking I wouldn't be good enough, that I leave my mom to struggle with her issues on her own. But I had to do it. It wasn't easy, um, and I went to college like having a lot of hatred in my heart. It wasn't good for the world, um, for my parents, maybe myself. And maybe God a little bit, even though it was kind of weird because I leaned on God a lot. And I honestly feel like I didn't even know him. Like I knew of God, but I didn't know God. But yeah, that's kind of when my life changed in college. It's kind of where I met Jesus, started a relationship with him. Like step one, uh, best decision of my life, choose Jesus. 10 out of 10 recommend. And I haven't looked back. And so God helped me come God helped me overcome a lot and led me to where I am now. And so I praise him, right? I don't think about all the struggles, all the hard things I've been through. I just want to serve him and serve others for the rest of my life. This is just one small example of taking action and persisting. And I say that because, um, yeah, I have a lot of family members that still struggle with those kinds of things. And really, I could have ended up like that. Love them to death, not saying they're, you know, bad people, but... They know they struggle, and I promise you it's better off having some sort of source to help you combat that struggle and all the difficulties you've had in life. Um, like I said, just small, one small example. I know a lot of you have so many examples. I was thinking about it this morning when we had the first service, big service, and I was looking at a lot of you guys that are serving in middle school and four or five, you guys' leadership and you guys' servanthood doing that, I think, like, sometimes you might think it might go unlooked or no one notices you, but, hey, we notice you a lot. Bryce and Jack, I know they appreciate you so much because if we didn't have y'all, like, no, who would do it? You know what I mean? Bryce texted me. He was like, hey, I think I might need you. There's kind of only, like, one person up here. I was like, okay, shoot, let me go up there. And then a couple of the juniors got here, and I was like, hey, praise God, you know? That's huge, y'all. Um, can't even put into words like how the, amazing that is that people at y'all's age are giving up your time, your energy to serve God and serve others. That's obeying God. That's taking action. Um, so don't forget that. But anyways, the point is that while taking action may not be as easy as it looks, it's possible and it is so, so worth it. So let's look at God's word for an example. I'm going to be talking about a story in Matthew. I don't know if any of you guys, I'm sure you all read a little bit of Matthew. It is a book called The Gospel. It's basically an autobiography of Jesus and the life of Jesus. And I think, like, when I got this, I was like, bet, so easy. Like, the gospel, Jesus' words, I'm going to be talking about Jesus' words. Like, that's so, that's so easy to kind of share about, you know. There's more difficult books in the Bible. But this is a really good one. And so it's written by Matthew, who's a tax collector, who just randomly came across Jesus, or Jesus came across him, and he was like, hey, you want in? And Matthew chose him, essentially. Matthew took action, I meant Jesus chose him. He left everything, and he followed him, didn't look back, right? And so the story we're going to read is about Jesus walking on water. I'm sure you guys have heard of that before. Um... But did you guys know that Jesus was not the only person in the Bible to walk on water? 
Anyone know who the other person was? Huh? That's right. <laughs> yeah, so if you guys didn't know, Peter also on wa- walked on water. Peter is a disciple, disciple of Jesus, follower of Jesus, like you and me. And honestly, like you and me, Peter is very similar to us. Uh, or I guess I'll say for me. He's a little stubborn at times, has some doubts, has some fears, right? He's human. But he loves Jesus. And one day, Jesus was randomly walking by this big sea called the Sea of Galilee, where Peter and his brother Andrew were fishing, just shooting the line. And again, Jesus just said, hey, why are you fishing for fish? You can be fishing for people. And that basically, um, fishing for people is sharing the gospel with people, is sharing God's love for people, right? You guys do that. And so he took action and chose Jesus. And we're going to read about that. If y'all will pull up this passage, it's kind of long, but I love reading the whole story of like a passage in the Bible, um, just because it kind of full circle. Yeah, Matthew 14, 22 through 31. And if you'll just follow along. I'm reading in the NIV. Yeah, it just makes it a little bit more easier. That does not start at 22, but we'll jump into it. I'll, I'll, I'll um, begin the story, and then we'll get into that. So, yeah. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. Yeah, this crowd that Jesus is talking about. You guys heard of the crowd of like 5,000 people that Jesus fed with um, five loaves of bread and two fish? Like, that's crazy. So, Jesus, just leaving that miracle, he's kind of like, all right, after he dismissed them, Jesus went up on a mountainside by himself and prayed. And that's also really significant because we see earlier in the book of Matthew. It's a good book. If you've never read it, please read it. Um, Jesus commands us to go pray alone and to rest in our Father's love. And that was just really impactful for me. Um, But again, it's not the point of the story. So later that night, Jesus was there alone, right? He was praying. And the boat was a considerable distance from land. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, the disciples, walking on the sea. And mind you, um, it says here, he was a considerable distance, right? And it was before dawn. And we'll read about the story because Peter gets scared by the winds and the waves. And Jesus, at 4 a.m. after praying on this mountain, it's also why I love Jesus. I love mountains. Anyways, that's my observation. But he's walking on this water, like I said, at 4 a.m., amidst these winds and waves, like how awesome is our God, right? So when the disciples saw him walking on water, they were terrified, screaming, it's a ghost, and they cried out. Some translations say that they screamed in great terror. And it was probably because they were on that Sea of Galilee, and back in those times, um, the word like ghost here is translated in Greek to mean like, a spirit. So they believe that everyone who kind of died by or on this sea, that their bodies haunted this sea. And so rightfully so, they would be, they're scared. And so they see Jesus walking. They're terrified. And Jesus immediately says to them, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. And this is like so powerful because this, when Jesus says, take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. It's the same Greek verb 
or Hebrew verb that was used in Exodus when, he's, when God is saying, I am, the great I am, right? And so he's saying, take courage, it's me, it is God, it is the great I am. And Peter, you know, the normal Peter that he is, just like us, said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, okay, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and went towards Jesus. That's when he walked on the water, right? And he was going towards Jesus. And then when he saw the wind, he began to get afraid and fearful and anxious, just as I did today. Um, And he began to sink, crying out, Lord, save me. Although he probably did it a lot more dramatic than that, right? And so immediately, immediately, pay attention to that word, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. And he said, you of little faith. And when you think of that, you might be thinking like, okay, Jesus, I know you're God and everything. But like, you know, just don't call me out like that. But here's the thing. When Jesus said, you of little faith, I don't think he was calling Peter out. I think it was like your father or your mother when they're teaching you to ride a bike or throw a baseball, right? They're kind of giving, hitting you with this like encouraging tone of riding your bike and catching the ball, right? It was an encouraging, thoughtful statement from Jesus, kind of like laughing and just like, ah, Peter, like, little faith, I got you. And then Jesus asked, one second, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you're the son of God, right? So everything was all chill after that. Peter was saved, even though he was fearful. He reached out to Jesus, knowing that Jesus was already reaching out for him, right? And so I know you're probably thinking, like, okay, Jesse, what's the point of reading this long story? If Peter, who took action, the thing I'm talking about, was scared and fearful, right? And here's what I want you all to know. The point being that Peter, he wasn't always afraid, right? Because he initially took that step of faith and went out and walked on that water. The only other person in the Bible to do it. So despite him being scared of, like, these tales that he knows about, ghosts haunting the sea, despite it being four in the morning, despite it being crazy wind and waves, he stepped out. He took that faith, right, and stepped out in the water. Sorry, he took that action and stepped out in faith. Despite the wind and waves and the water trembling beneath him. So when Jesus reminded Peter who he was, when Jesus encouraged him to trust him, and not be afraid, that is when Peter took action, right? Why did Jesus remind him of this? Because in boldness, Peter intentionally asked Jesus. He begged for his encouragement, kind of in a way. He acted upon his fear and doubt and asked Jesus for clarity. I know you and I do this all the time, right? Sometimes we doubt, sometimes we're not really sure, and we question God, and we sit in that tension, and it's not a bad thing. I promise you, I've been there. God can take it, right? He commands you to pray to him. He commands you to take his struggles and his burdens to him because he can take them, right? And his forgiveness, his light. Um, I shared this a while back. It's another verse in Matthew. Okay, Matthew. Uh, Jesus is saying, hey, I'm gentle and lowly at heart, He's telling us his heart for him. He's saying, my heart for you is to come to me, to take your burdens to me. 
I will take care of them. I will handle them. And so that's what we need to do. Um, and another observation for me is that Peter asked Jesus to tell him to go, right? Isn't that strange? You may think like at first when you're going, you may think like it's strange at first that Jesus says, tell me to come, sorry, that Peter says, tell me to come to you. But when you're in the ringer and you're like going through it, you need that, right? Kind of like I just said a little while ago. And so like Peter during those times, what is one of the most secure places you can be or person you can be with? It's God for me. Um, and I think when I'm going through it, right, when I'm in that storm, God, even though it's really tough and really hard, that's where I want to be and that's where I want to walk to and walk toward. So even though there was this crazy storm in between Peter and Jesus, like I said, Peter is already frightful and scared. And he wants to go to Jesus. He wants to go to his safe place, his security, right, to be in his presence. So even if it means leaving that comfort zone, for Peter, it was a boat on water. Um, I can never do that because I don't swim. I uh, almost drowned. When I graduated, I had to, like, jump into the river. It's kind of like a tradition in our capping gown. I almost drowned. Since then, never been a big swimmer. Love water. Not about it. Give me a life jacket. But if Jesus was on the other side of that water, only Jesus, nobody else, then I would, then I would attempt it, right? Because that's my security. That's my hope. That's who I want. Jesus, not anyone else. No one else is going to help me through it. And so sign me up. Um, but often what happens, right, with us in our culture is that we get so caught up in the whys, the what's, what's wrong, what decision do I make, how do I look, how do I act, what do I say, it's exhausting. We're afraid, right, like we're fearful of doing these things. We overthink, become anxious, not knowing what the right decision is, not knowing how to go about it. And what ends up happening most of the time is that we don't make any decision at all. Just... That's just a sad reality, right? We just don't do it. Um, and I'm not saying that you'll magically flip a switch or wave a wand like Harry Potter. Can I say that? I don't know. And that your life's going to change. But one step at a time, taking advantage of these steps that we've shared with you, you know, seeking wisdom, forgiving others, forgiving yourself, taking responsibility, choosing Jesus, I believe your life will change. So take advantage of these steps we shared with you that I myself need to include in my life, right, every single day. I boldly need to choose them. I boldly need to choose Jesus. And I boldly need to walk in that faith. I said a little while ago, but Peter was an ordinary man, just like you and me. But because of his faith and acting upon it, this guy walked on water with Jesus. I'm, that's just crazy to fathom for me. Um, and he did that as long as his focus was fixed on Jesus, right? He remained afloat. Going back to Matthew 14, 30. But when Peter saw the wind that was stirring the waves beneath him, he was afraid and began to sink. And this is going to happen. You're going to take action. You're going to walk boldly in faith. You're going to step out. 
thinking, okay, well, I'd rather not do nothing. So you step out in faith. And the reality is, sometimes you're going to sink doing it. But I want to share three points about that story where Peter began to sink. Um, One, he already started walking on the storming waters, right? It wasn't until he gave focus and attention to the waves and the winds and the storms that he began to fear and doubt. But Peter, by taking action, he prayed out, he cried out to God, right? Lord, save me. Lord, help me. And that's the most important point. That's what I want you to hear from this message and this passage. Peter took action, right? And he walked out. Then he kind of gave in to the, he focused on the world around him and everything that was going on. But he didn't just give in to that fear. He didn't just give in to that doubt and sink and drown. He reached out to Jesus. And Jesus, like I said, kind of just like laughing at him like, ah, my child, like, I got you. And Jesus reached out his hand and saved him. And it really is that simple. Um, And so, yeah, if you are taking notes and you want to write this major point down, this is the point. By taking action and persisting without exception, your outcome will be success. It is assured. You don't have to think twice about it. You don't have to focus on the storm the crazy things that come in your everyday life. But focus on getting through it, getting to the other side where Jesus is. There's so much in this passage right here, Matthew 14. Some of my, some, some really good parables that really make me weep. Um, and so I encourage y'all to read it on y'all's own time. But again, what God is telling us here is pretty simple. It's to take, to take action. Right? Baby steps. Like Peter did. And you know what will happen when you fall and when you mess up? You're saying it in your head. I know. Jesus will be there, reaching his hand out, waiting to pick you back up. So please, if you take one thing from tonight, besides take action, (laughs) it's persist in taking that action. In your own self, Your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, right? It's kind of three things. Yourself, others, God. Take action in your community. Spend time with others. Community is something that the world today takes so much for granted. Some of them even fear community, right? And so spend time with others. God commands it. Help others, serve others, love others. It's another command. Right, treat them as you wish to be treated. And lastly, take action in persisting in your relationship with God. And why am I telling y'all that? It's because I don't want y'all to end up with these what ifs, or I almost did in life. You know, I almost said yes to this. I almost went to church today. I almost picked up my Bible. I almost read this book. I almost didn't listen to that, or I almost didn't do that. I don't want you to ask that because I myself can't imagine what it would have been like if I said, I almost accepted Jesus. I almost decided to leave my hometown and go from working at my dad's bar to 
going to college, you know, moving to the mountains, working at a church. I don't want you to say that. Um, instead, I want you to ask yourself these two important questions. Again, if you want to know anything down, note these. What are areas in my life that I need to take action and change? And how can I persist in this change? One step at a time, guys. It's worth it. Baby steps. You'll seek Jesus and you'll see change in his life. You, you know what's funny, Miss Jenna, is right after I had this little asterisk and it says, as the band comes up, I just want to go over. So I'm going to do that. Um, perfect timing. Guys, if you still can't fathom what I've shared with you or why you should try to take any of these actions or advices that we've been encouraging you to do, look at the source. This book right here, the Bible, Jesus, pretty simple. Read the book. See how Jesus took action. See how Jesus formed you in your mother's womb. See how Jesus came down to earth, right? Lived a life in ministry, taught all the people these things that we know that are in this book, and then died on a cross for you. So that way you're able to take these actions. So that way you're able to feel this love that he offers you. And scripture is clear what the wages of sin are. That means what we earn from sin. Yet Jesus still persisted becoming the Lamb of God and our ultimate sacrifice. And he provided those of you who believe in him eternal life. This means life forever with him. Not nothing to be fearful of, not nothing the world offers, but life with him and his love and his peace that comes with it. So don't fear, don't make excuses. Please don't miss it. Please don't miss that opportunity. It's worth it. So just remember, as we say, you know, we love you, we pray for you, we accept you here. Jesus does that 10,000 times more than we do, and he's the reason that we're able to do it. It's not only our desire for y'all here at Garage, but it's God's desire for you. Not magically flipping a switch and bam, change. It doesn't always look like that, but it can. God can do crazy things. And I really believe he does them one step at a time, day by day. Waking up, choosing Jesus, implementing these six practical decisions that we've taught y'all or shared with y'all to create success in your lives. And it brings so much freedom and healing. It brings adventure and excitement and joy. I know that for myself and my own life. So that's our desire for y'all. Put your faith and trust in him because he loves you and cares for you and wants a successful, flourishing life for you and him. So I'm praying that you take responsibility for that in wisdom in humility, persisting in faithfully choosing him each and every day. It's worth it. Uh, I'm going to pray us out and then get to showcase our love for God. Um, Heavenly Father, mm, Spirit, in our presence, thank you for letting us come in community and dive into your word 
and worship you, share your love amongst one another, God. I pray that each and every one of these young men and women don't take that for granted. That they see what can happen when they put their faith in you, God, and their trust in you. So remind them of that. Remind me of that, Jesus. Thank you. In your son's name we pray. Amen.